What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the eighth episode of the Hardwood Amino Podcast. I'm your host, Snake. And today I am joined by my co-host, Slen. Uh, what's going on, Slen? How, how are you doing? How are you doing today? You actually got the number right. I'm surprised. Good yeah. job. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, what is up, everybody? It's your boy, Slente, a.k.a. Waffle Night, a.k.a. your favorite midnight snack, a.k.a. <laughs> Sleep Deprived, a.k.a. Okay, let me stop, but it's good being here. Did you say Waffle King? The Waffle Knight. The Waffle the King. Waffle Knight. Okay. Yeah. All right, all right. That's that's how we'll preface it. Um, and then today uh, we have a fellow uh, Heat fan, uh, and we're all gonna be Heat fans, or we're all Heat fans. So, um, you know, that's gonna be a a good discussion come later. But um, yeah, Heat fan, uh, long tenured member on the app, CS. What's going on, man? What's up? Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to have you on. Uh, we're super excited about this episode. Um, and, uh, yeah, let's get right into it. Uh, first question we always ask is who is, uh, the dopest member you've interacted with on hardwood that's no longer active. So obviously I listened to all the podcasts, so I like thought of this before and I got to go with OGs on VSS, uh, bench beasts, TRM, red Mamba and loyal, all super chill dope guys. And yeah, really good bloggers, all of them, and OGs to the app, and they're all great members. Yeah, uh, I'm not too familiar with any of those guys. Slen, you you familiar with any of those guys? Um, definitely familiar with all of them being in Hobble because uh, Loyal, he was like a top <clears throat> point. Uh, TRM was the first ever Hobble MVP, so they were all stars. Uh, they were all stars until I think, well, except DRM, because I think he was Crusaders for a year and then retired. Yeah, I started and, Bench Beast. Yeah, BB too. The Crusaders. Yeah, you know, they're mostly known for being on the stars, so they kind of have their legacy there. Yeah. So, yeah, um, I mean, for sure, I, I, I mean, obviously I haven't, um, you know, been uh, – pretty much uh, haven't really known those guys too well because, you know, of my, um, you know, brief hobble stint and whatnot. But, um, yeah, let's um, – I guess we'll tackle this first. Um, I know we talked about hobble just briefly there, but uh, we'll tackle this first because, um, you know, uh, as as the story has it, uh, you know, my, my Harvard career kind of starts off in um, CS's tournament, um, HTFD. Um, well, first off, I want to get I want to get your thoughts on this. Um, what going into it um, led to? I, I know I had asked you. Um, I wasn't really uh, too familiar with fantasy drafting at the time, uh, but I mean, what was your thought process with the standings uh, and on the on those uh, sign up on that sign up post and uh, when you made the seedings and whatnot? And then like, uh, I also want to get your thoughts. Like, was there anyone that um, you maybe look back at and? maybe didn't seed correctly um, because I know there was like times in there um, that was like, he was super underrated in that tournament. Um, and he was also a really underrated drafter that, you know, you could look back now and he was like, I think he was like a 15, 16 seed in your tournament. So was there anyone really that you um, thought back and said, Hey, like um, this guy should have put higher or whatnot. 
Well, yeah. So in the first season of the tournament, um, I was like new to fantasy drafting. So I signed up for HFDL and I want to say season three. So like I didn't follow the league before that. So I didn't really know who were good drafters. So in season one, I completely messed up all the seedings. Like I had Zay, who was like really good compared to everyone else at that time as like a 17 seed. So like I did not know what I was doing. But in season two, I got a bunch of people like HFS and other people to help me with that. And I also came from it more familiar myself, but that helped. Um, uh, so yeah. there was, um, oh, by was the way, the also, like, Adam I completely was really forgot. snubbed on that, too. Um, he was a really good drafter. Yeah. And then also, well, my second, well, the first part of the question yeah, Adam. Um, was, uh, what was your thought process ranking me on that list? <laughs> well, you PM'd me and you're like, what is fantasy drafting? <laughs> so I'm like, I explained it. He's like, all right, cool, I'll sign up. I put him as a 32 seed because he didn't even know what it was. And he was facing Nola, who just won HFDL MVP. And he literally beat yeah. him. And it was like, <laughs> everyone's like, wow, Nola fell off. It was yeah. crazy. Well, because I don't know how Nola you won that. Also, I mean, um... First you know, ever fantasy funny, draft. I wasn't even going for fit or whatever. I was just kind of going for like the best players, best available. I mean, and sometimes that's kind of all you have to do is just get a best, you know, the best available players. And Nola had, Nola had previously said, or or during the draft, I think he had said that this was yeah. his weakest topic, which I think you guys gave us 60, 70, 70s players. Something like that, yeah. I so think so, yeah. I remember for sure, but it was like uh, something you know, like interesting that. Interesting to see. Obviously, people were, you know, shocked that I had just come, you know, right out of the gate, just, you know, beating the, you know, uh, an HFDL MVP. Like, that's, you know, that was that was crazy feat for me. Um, but um, also, let's talk about, um, I think we should give some note, some, uh, I guess some, um, you know, notice to the leg, to the leg game. Um and just just talk about that uh, for a little bit. Oh gosh. Um. So the topic was like people inducted into the Hall of Fame between like yeah, nineteen eighty and like twenty ten or something. Just talk or, like, about your twenty sixteen. Um, your and... reaction to me taking <laughs> twenty sixteen, Shaq. <laughs> Like, cause I know, I know, like, yeah, I know, cause I know, like, and you had PMs when it was going on. So, so um, I wasn't, yeah, I don't think I was there when it first started, but like, so you did your pick or whatever, and then leg PMs me like, this dude <laughs> just took twenty sixteen Shaq and like, two thousand nine John Stockton, and I went in there and I was like, uh, Snake, that's not what you're supposed yeah. to do. That's was, definitely one of my Everyone was dying. It was so funny. It's definitely up there for my most memorable um, Harwood memory. And, and, and Slank gets kicks out of that whenever we talk about it. <laughs> you idiot. Oh, I love you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, bro. It still gets me every time. How did you get 2016 Jack? You got the Jack back Oh, man. Oh, man, dude. So, after uh, Snake's little thing, uh, you dabbled in uh, HEA 
uh, Hardwood Editing Association. Uh, I kind of want to know your thought process around that. Like, what was it like being in a, an editing league? Because I know you kind of dabbled in that field a little bit. And it doesn't really get credited often at all with some of our other leagues, which are, you know, kind of on top right now. But what, what was it like for Yeah. So, if I'm correct, that was one of the first leagues on Hardwood. It was like the fifth one or something. The OGHEA had died originally. I was a DM in season one. Um, it was pretty fun. I wasn't the best at editing, and that's why I took a GM role. But after that season, I stepped down. I was a player from, I want to say, season two to season five. And then I think I retired, and it died in season six. And then, of course... Yeah. Brian has brought back an editing league since. But I wasn't the best editor. I mean, at that point, there weren't, like, a bunch of Instagram editors joining or whatever. So I'd say I was probably, like, a top 30 editor in the league. It was nothing special. But I stopped because it wasn't as fun for me because a bunch of people at that point did it on apps. And then everyone got, like, Photoshop and whatever to do it. And I was really falling behind. Yeah, and it wasn't as fun. So I just Yeah, decided. Brian's doing uh, a great job with the league right now. Yeah, for sure. But uh, what I have to kind of transition from HEA, uh, we're going to go back to Hobble a little bit. I kind of want to know what it was like uh, being in the v- VSS scandal, which is one of the biggest things in Hobble. I got to know, what was the entire ordeal with that? Because I know you were a part of it to some extent. Not exactly a part of it, a part of it but you were technically a subsidiary of it. Because I think you got like a one-game ban from it. Oh, two. Yeah, okay. so... Kind of walk me through that. Two. Yeah, so... So, I retired at the end of season two. I was getting tired of blogging. I retired, like, three times in that league and came back and whatever. But I was still in the team chat because, like, I, I was there since season one, so I just stayed around. And I think it was game one. We were, like, losing by a little bit, and we're like, yo, what do we do? How do we get more votes? And I don't remember who it was. I was like, make all... Oh, that dude was breaking rules left and right. He was always trying to yeah. find ways to kind of bend the rules in his favor. That's why I love him. Yeah. So then um, I think it was game three. I mean, we did that for the next few games. Then it was game three against the sound, I think. And then the we. We're down, like, 10. And we're, like, we need more alts. At that point, we only had, like, three. So, we're, like, we need more. So, like, people went crazy. Like, Bench made, like, three. Seven? Damn. Uh, Gab made, like, seven or something. <laughs> I don't even remember. I didn't even have that many accounts. It was, like, five or something. And I don't know. And then someone snitched on us, and... I don't know who got in the chat, but we think it was Rhino, and he took all those screenshots. You've seen the post. There's, like, a <laughs> hundred of them. <laughs> and even people who didn't make an alt were suspended, like me. And, like, because, like, we didn't snitch. We got suspended, which makes no sense. But that's that. And Gab got suspended for, like, three seasons and had to get reinstated in season six or something. Loyal was suspended, like, 20 games not counting the playoffs. So it was, like, three. basically, like, what, three, two, three seasons? Um, 
Yeah, because um, he was the one who had conspicu- conspicuous, so it was like he was blogging on that one, and it was a low cap. And then uh, Bench got like five games, PRM got like five games, and if you were aware and didn't get snitch or you didn't snitch, you got two. And then if you were in the chat but like weren't aware, like stats was, he got one That's game. But like our whole team was literally super tough. Better. Man. Yeah. So, like, when I came back, I think it was, yeah, season four, I couldn't play the first two games because I had to serve my two games suspension for not snitching. That's crazy. Super rough. And, yeah, I mean, to get it to get it from, like, a, I guess, a person who was, like, in the midst of it, like, yeah, that's insane for sure. Oh, dude. I remember the whole entire chat. Like I said, it was me, Rhino, Pitbull. Thick Mellow was in there. It was. Oh, yeah. yeah. And um, (laughs) Typical Fan tracked Loyal IP to kind of start the whole thing. I love Typical, man. He's one of my my favorite. But my God, that was. Uh, Yeah, that started the whole thing because there were like. People were, like, already sus that he, Conspicuous was an alt because he came in and he was already, like, a top 10 player. And people were like, wait. So then he – they were like – they were like, it has to be loyal. So he literally tracked both of their IPs on each account. And it's like, oh, yeah, they have the same IP. So then they're like – everyone knew that we were cheating, but, like, no one at Bruce. So no, one's could be, no one could be like, oh, well, we can spend them just because we think. But then – Someone snitched and Rhino That's or whoever tough. got in the chat and yeah. suspended oh, us all. Man, bro. I got, That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. I gotta ask you That's... not to not to switch from the um hobble uh segment here, but um I mean I'm I'm looking at your profile and I'm I mean you have like I've I've never really noticed you have a bunch of different series on here that I think are, are really great ideas. Like what has been like the favorite, I mean, because I, I mean, I can go down down the line here. Like, you have your two K series, uh, you have a stat line you won't see every day. You have best duos, best contract, which you recently have have just done. Like, what what has been your favorite, um, I guess, series to create yeah. um, on your, you know, on on hardwood? So that's that's a tough one. I'd probably say it's a stat line you won't see every day. Basically, I'd get, like, I mean, some days I'd just stretch it to get, like, an ESPN-type stat. Like, just, I started this back in, like, 2017, and then I stopped it. I didn't do it in, like, the 2018 season. But then I tried to start it again this past season. Uh, I did, like, a month, I'd say, and then I just stopped because it's a lot of work every morning to try to find that type of stuff. But it's, I think it's really interesting to find some of the stuff that I found. It was, like players to have like 20 turnovers not 20 sorry I'm an idiot. like 20 points and like five turnovers while shooting like less yeah, than 30 so, percent uh, yeah, something like that um, i mean and then because like you know, I, I think those don't stuff like that love. yeah like i mean you, you see and i could also ask you too like you know you have i think proc series like things you may miss like you know you don't see those um obviously like procs yeah procs not too active anymore like he used to be but that was a great series yeah, that and obviously helped him, um, you know, become a staff member and me as well with the Hardwood Weekly and whatnot. Uh, you know, what's been like your favorite series like that you've seen from, 
you know, another person. I think Prox was really interesting because obviously we can't watch all the games and can't keep up with every team, but it's a good way to like see what's happening around the league. Like obviously what it's called, things you may have missed. If you missed something like, I mean, it was probably one of the most talked things, but like Malik Beasley, when he ended up on the Timberwolves, people would definitely miss that if you didn't watch the Timberwolves a lot, but he was able to point things out, even if it was small things, like someone increasing from like eight points on like below league average shooting. So, like, yeah. 15, especially if you're not out, like, like uh, he found a lot of stuff. Obviously, we're all NBA fans, but like being an avid NBA fan, like keeping up with just the smallest little things, you could easily just, you know, not stumble across something. And then you, you, you know, you, you come to Prox Post and you see so many different things that you don't really know. So, I, I think it's a really great um, concept. And, um, you know, he, I had offered, you know, Prox to come on the weekly. Um, you know, he declined because he wanted to, and I said, yo, you can. Uh, you know, bring this series on the weekly. I'm fine with it, you know. Um, and he said, no, I'd like to keep it as its, as its own thing. So I, I totally respect it. And, you know, Prox's a great guy. He does a lot of great things for community. Um, it's tough that he's not active anymore. But shout out to Proc. Um, definitely one of the better, um, you know, members on the app in, in terms of just, um, you know, what he does. So, uh, yeah. Um, and then – what else do I want to ask? Uh, Slen, I'll, I'll let you go because I, I I wanted to ask something else, but I forgot. Oh. Uh, also, I think I'm mostly done with the hardwood section. To be honest. I actually, now that I think about it, you are a part of the HPL, correct? Oh, are you still in it? <laughs> yep. Bad boys. Oh, so, how, yeah. so how do you – Yeah. I'm going to assume you're in old HBO. What has been the difference yes, between old HBO and new HBO and the type of, like, you know, metas that are going on? Because I'm actually, uh, as we're speaking currently, uh, I'm working on my poll, which is going to be playing for the Wolves. Great team, by the way. Uh, shout out to Vlogs, Vlogging the Men. But I kind of want to know what it's been like to kind of see the meta change over time as you can pull Good it. question. Because I haven't been around HBO at all as much as I should. I was only around for one season in old HBO on the Blues. We won that season against the Miracles. So, yep. <sighs> the only ring I have in any You beat league. us that season. So, I kind of want to know your mindset. Like, what's been the biggest change in terms of the HBO meta? Like, what's been, you know. Oh, yeah. That's tough. I mean,. Obviously, there's a lot more writing now than there used to be. More stress on that. But, like, in season one of the old HPL, like, those polls today would get, like, twos. Like, one of my polls in season one, my first poll was, like, can you compare Kevin Durant's free agency decision to LeBron's? And everyone's like, damn, this is heat. Like, now you look at that and you're like, yeah, it's all right. So the biggest thing is probably the questions, like, now I see some questions. I'm like, how do you even like think of coming up with that like insane hypothetical questions or like like vlogs questions like what is something what's the best thing for the NBA and it's like the options are insane. Like how do you even come up with those options? Probably the options actually. Now that I think about it, that's probably the biggest change. Just the way that people are so creative with those. So would you, yeah? Would you say like the overall style has changed? Yeah. No, nah, because yeah. Uh, Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, 
What's well, uh? So there's been a couple of memes in HBO as well about getting beaten by the coronavirus. Oh, pool. I want to kind of, I want to, I want an explanation on this. I'm not in charge it. of those. So. And I, I try right, my hardest not to laugh, but I, I can't help but get a little chuckle. No, it's okay. <laughs> okay, so game one, I had no idea. It's like I was dry. I hadn't came up with the poll idea since the finals last season, which was like weeks ago. So I was like, I had no ideas. I'm like, I don't know what to do. So I'm like, well, it stink. I'm like, oh, the coronavirus is going around the world. Let's do something about that. And I was like, I don't know what to do about it. And I'm like, oh, well, why not compare the symptoms to the NBA? Obviously, it's a horrible idea, but somehow I got like six in the judging or whatever. And then game two, I'd like to say I dropped one of my best pulls ever, the Grill Warfare one. But then... So that was good. And then I came back game four or game three. I didn't play game four. I'm like, I'm dry again. I go on a random word generator. Cause that's how I came up with my game two idea. <laughs> Nothing. So I'm like, all right, let me just do another coronavirus poll. And I mean, I think it was better, but was that, the one, wasn't my that best was the one that you got a poll. low score on, right? We still we won. Though, to... so it's all right. By the way. Yeah. Yeah. But by the way, Slend. Yeah, cause... I was kind of mad. Yeah. I got a 3.5. The score should have flipped. Game one, I should have gotten yeah. a 3.5. Game By the way, Slend, game four. three of our four it's games dead, that we've played whatever. have been, all been challenged. <laughs> we still won. It's ridiculous. Uh, well, that's because well, I only challenged y'all because I wanted yeah, to see every my team, team was at the time and whether or not we still. can push. So I was like, hey, let me see how my team is doing. Just kind of challenge this game, see where we're at, even though it's a stupid thing to do. I I honestly think that we needed that challenge, sort of, because I, if I didn't really see where we were at, I wouldn't have been able to get the asset that got and even be somewhat relevant in the league. Because we were only, like, as a manager of the Turbo Monkeys, we were only, like, you know, projected to get one win. And as you see, with a couple of moves, we're now at two potentially three, depending on if both the Wolves and the Monkeys come with full heat, which I believe both teams will. So, it's going to be a fun matchup today. Uh, whenever this podcast comes out, it's going to be really great, because I've been always wanting to face blogs and leg and all those people. Uh, gotta love their squad, man, and I respect the hell out of them. Oh, you guys are playing the Wolves, so. yeah. Oh, yeah. What happened? Oh yeah, tonight's gonna be a great. Who line. do we play tonight? Yeah, honestly, we have the Reaper. Who, I don't even know. Uh, either. We have. Uh, Who do we play tonight? The I don't even know. And the Bad Boys. I think it's Aces Bad Boys. Yeah, we have the Yeah, it's Bad Boys. Yeah, so they have. Uh, that's Heart. Oh yeah. Um, Icon. Um, who else they got? Jello. Yeah, Jello, etc. Yeah. Yeah, they got a nice little squad. Um, you know, depending on what they. You know, put oh, out they got sure a nice squad. some heat, but yeah, I mean, we got we got a good lineup. I mean, yeah, I've I've talked about it again and again. I I had like a DB's like you know gave me an interview the other. Well, it'll be I shouldn't have spoiled that, but it'll be out on the HPL account probably. But um, but I've I mean, he didn't really get into the depth of our team, but the depth of the bad boys is like insane right now. Yeah, like it's it's crazy. And uh, actually, I have a question for yeah, we're Stanley. You gotta talk to me about the. The FOD edition. The FOD acquisition, uh, it's been a long time coming, to be honest. Not really an HBO, but it's more so like being able to team up. The, I always dreamed of 
working with Bob, like working beside him, because we have that show mentality. Well, he didn't used to, but now he does, even though I, I loved his cocky mindset back in the day. But it's it's been something I've been looking forward to for a while, and I didn't do it in Hobble because Honestly. he was on the snipers most of the time. Uh, and I was like, you know what? Uh, <laughs> I can't break my moral code of joining the snipers of the bullets, so... Yeah, I kind of was just, eh, didn't really do anything about it, but now the opportunity presented itself. Uh, Fawn's on the team, uh, loving his acquisition. Everyone in the team chat's loving him. So, basically, like, I guess you could say it's been, so far, just an overall experience, because he has provided something that a lot of people don't do, and that's, like, not only chat presence, but the ability to kind of get our guys pumped up for the game to kind of like get them, you know, going for it. And uh, people don't really talk about Zay either. I think he's probably a top 20 HBO puller, maybe even top 15 if he's really into it. Uh, yep. And people say I will pay for him. We'll see in the next few games. Uh, I'll just say that. Uh, we'll see. Because I honestly love Zay. I think he's one of the best members on the app in terms of activity, in terms of, you know, just league activity as well. He's one of my favorites for sure, and I'm also happy to be teaming with him. That's been a long time coming as well. So. Yeah, without a doubt. I think that, like, Fod, I mean, I've been talking to him recently, and, uh, you know, I I don't see, you know, he's he's a great, he's a great dude. I think that, um, you know, and, and, you know, you reach out to him, and he just seems like, you know, uh, he kind of gives me, honestly – when you're talking to him, he, he gives me, like, Ferg vibes. I don't know why. Like, do you you kind of get that feel? Or I no? do, but I don't think I'm going to uh, Ferg. I just think of him as Fawn, really, because the dude's energy. Oh, yeah, of course. The but. dude's energy is almost unmatched at times, and I love that about him. <laughs> Without a doubt, yeah. He's, like, he seems like he could be, like, the perfect medser for, you know, some inexperienced guys on, on the monkeys and whatnot, so – yeah, I'm glad I'm glad he's back in HPL and you know getting some uh, well-deserved recognition. Um, you know he's definitely, if not the you know the greatest polar, um, you know uh, for sure. Um, and you know as far as uh, I want to get your thoughts too. Um, you know you got a lot of guys, and I'm actually I'm not even really trying to make this a, a slant interview right now, but um, I also got to shout out um, Game Winner. Yeah, uh, you know he's such a positive guy, like. You know, I've talked about him a lot, um, but uh, you know, off off the pod. But you know, he's he's such a a great uh, guy. Like you know, really really good vibes from him, uh, and I'm sure he's contributing to uh, you know your winning culture, Slun. Oh, right, same with Jay. I love Jay, man. He may not yeah. like, may not be yeah, for sure that great of a puller, which I will definitely help him with, as well as Slun and everybody. But he's the heart of that team, right? <laughs> that man. He is just a, a fresh ball of energy. So it's been great. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and then, you know, since we're on the fact on the topic of leagues, um, CS, I want to ask you: out of all the leagues that you've seen, like come and go, um, you know, that are no longer on hardwood, which one? Which one would you choose to bring back? Um, I know we've we've ran HDBA um, in the past, and that was really interesting. Um, and you know, there's been leagues like HDBA come out, mm, yeah, um, that's but a good obviously question. they're not, um, 
well ran and whatnot, but what what league would it be for you? I wasn't in the league, but I'd probably say the trading league. Like, I was in the season two draft to survive like one season, but I feel like that concept of making up trades with a topic is super interesting as like just an NBA fan to just like think about that. Mm-hmm. So if I had to pick one, probably that, but there's a lot, like, like you said, HDBA mm-hmm. was the best debate blogging league. Yeah. That I agree. I've probably um, seen, you know, uh, it, it takes, season, you know, a lot of that stuff, you know, it takes a lot of time and commitment. Uh, and I, I started that as actually a tournament. And then, which I asked you and I asked other people to, you know, help me out on, you know, turn it into a league because people thought it was a really good idea. But it takes a lot of, like, organization and just commitment to make that work. So, you know, just like any other league. But, yeah, um, Slen, anything else? I think I'm going to switch over to uh, I do you know, want to do NBA one talk. more thing. Uh, I know that this specific man doesn't get credited enough for leagues, but I got to give a shout-out to Playmore. Uh, that man – He's he's got a mind unlike any other when it comes to leagues, and you gotta love that about him. Like even though he may be kind of rash at times, uh, definitely gotta give him respect where respect is due. Like the man has been like doing amazing things for HBO, and that's why I came back sort of because that's it's not only becoming meta, but he's managed to make that like the pre like the premier league now with like HFDL being like one B to it or one A depending on how you look at it. But I, I'm loving it. So shout out to Claymore. Yep. Yep. Uh, I mean, this is an episode full of, you know, shout outs. So shout out Claymore um, and, you know, all of the other guys that are, you know, making an impact on leagues and running leagues. Um, you know, you obviously make Harvard a, a better place. So we appreciate all of you. But to, to move on to, uh, you know, the, I guess the um, segment of NBA questions and NBA talk, uh, you know, uh, let's start off first. I mean, uh, you know, have you been – well, yeah, let's start off with this question. What, Like, what what have you been doing recently, like, as far as, like, uh, you know, maybe NBA games that are, that you've watched CS or whatnot during the, you know, coronavirus, uh, you know, time period here? Um, so the YouTube – for YouTube channel for the NBA has been streaming games. So about like one out of every two, I tr- I try to watch. Like the other night they had they played, um, um, I know that a team at um, game. I watched that. The Wizards, I, I want to say. Already. Um, the Wizards? Yeah, no. Yeah, that's it. Um, I watched the entirety of that. February game oh, yeah. for They've... OKC and Golden State in 2016 when Curry hit the like 40 foot game winner. Yeah, they also had. So yeah, um, I've just been watching those game YouTube six videos, game seven, the um, live stream the other day on on ESPN. Yeah, that was that was great to watch. Um, obviously yeah. for all of us. Every time I watch, I get that little happy feeling in my stomach. It's just ooh, this. <laughs> 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 love it. Uh, yeah. Um. Yeah. You know, what um, yeah. Uh, I mean, I've been watching. You know, as I said, the the finals. There's also been, um, I've referenced it. I think the the two K tournament, which I I you know took to you know liking. I haven't really uh, been watching it too lately, but there's semifinals on today. Um, well, as in you know Saturday today that 
we're recording the podcast. Obviously, it's not going to go up um, necessarily today, the but um, right? Or are they just doing like uh, the two K finals? Yeah. yeah, I think. Um, but I mean, we'll see. Uh, I mean, I've watched it, and Pat Bev's been all over the place. I mean, I mean. That man takes his energy from the court to the PS4 or the Xbox. Like, like, like. <laughs> take that energy from the court to the PS4. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's Pat Bev, so. It is Pat you know, Bev. It's, it'll be interesting to see because, it, it, I mean, interesting enough, there could either be, depending on the combinations, like, it could be either a Suns versus a um, a Clippers player or Suns versus Suns and Clippers versus Clippers because they have Harrell and Booker going up against each other, and then they have um, they have Pat Bev and um, and DeAndre Ayton going head to head. So Ooh. hey, we might we may have a a Suns or Clippers. Yeah, I know we may have a Suns or Clippers finale. So no, man, I've been seeing like, like these random cards coming up for my team as well. Like I'm just like, what the hell are these dudes been doing? Is there pink diamonds? Like uh I think there's like a like some kind of pink diamond like like in Seku Dumbaya or something like that. I don't know. But dude, that that's crazy. <laughs> we Wait, they got locker codes? Yeah, uh not locker codes, but I think they're like intact. I think there I think there was a couple of locker codes hey. too, but man. <laughs> Hey, let me let me know if there's locker codes. I I love free stuff. So. Yo, uh, check out. Uh, let me get in on it. Check out Twitter. They have like a whole entire thing for locker codes. Like they post stuff up there. So, bro, you know what? Shout out, shout out, Breezy, because Breezy, man, I remember when he used to, um, you know, take a segment. We used to have like a two K segment on the on the weekly, and he just he spammed those locker codes. And I think he had like a wiki with all of them in it. So, shout out Breezy, real quick. <laughs> um. Oh. Yeah, I used to, I used to love, you know, Dennis Smith Jr. Yep, <laughs> that was yeah, cool. Galaxy or no, Tony Diamond Snow. Dennis Smith Jr. <laughs> Tony what? <laughs> Diamond Tony Snow. Yeah, you can get Diamond <laughs> Tony go Snow. Go on Twitter and look at the uh, one of the posts they had two days ago. What overall is that Diamond? <laughs> What overall is that diamond? Probably like a 94. Probably like a 94. Oh my god. I'd, I'd be interested. Yo, hey, Slender, you know I don't know, know what Melo's going crazy for? A di- uh, diamond Danielle Marshall. <laughs> yes, bro. Get a diamond Danielle Marshall in that bitch. Uh, <laughs> oh my god, there's a pink diamond here. Alright, enough. Enough. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> enough joking around. That, that was funny. That was funny. Well, being time and Jared Dudley, okay. <laughs> but uh, in all seriousness, no. Um, though, um, you know, obviously it's been a rough time for, you know, uh, NBA fans. And uh, obviously, you know, we're trying to. And, and you know, it's great to see because a lot of people have come back to hardwood that, you know, were inactive before. And it's it's technically because of, you know, this coronavirus stuff. So, I mean, in the end, it might be good for Hardwood's growth, um, you know, just from, I guess, hindsight. Um, but also, you know, I want to ask you as well, uh, what, you know, what was your reaction when, you know, the season, um, you know, they decided to postpone the season and, you know, depending on how long this lasts, they, like they may, have, may they may even like cancel the, uh, 
you know, the whole entire season. And, uh, you know, I've, I've heard things about like ridiculous things that I've never even heard of, of like a virtual draft, like coming this summer. So like, what was your, what was your thoughts initially on the, on the coronavirus, uh, you know, uh, cancellate or post, uh, postpone, you know, the NBA season and like, what's, um, or let, let's just start off with that first. And I'll ask my, my other question. Well, I was about to actually watch that, um, the Jazz Thunder game, and I was like, oh, this is postponed. So I turn on another game. I forget what it was, but then I go back, and it's like they're, they're like, suspending the game or, like, delaying it. Oh, yeah, they're delaying yeah. the game because Gobert and Moutier were sick. And then I literally remember the time at 9.37 they announced uh, Eastern time that Rudy Gobert tested positive, and it was like, crazy because I was like to my dad they just uh, Rudy Gobert got coronavirus and then four minutes later there's a tweet from Woj that the season's canceled so I was like damn like that was crazy and obviously like to be a big NBA fan like a lot of us probably watch games like four to five nights a week depending on like the homework load obviously but like now we can't do that so we have to do something else like that's something we'd rather do than I yeah. don't know, probably I mean like, it's really that's what we want to do, things. but like, obviously we can't not only the NBA season, but also you know March Madness. Yeah, like March Madness too. Like that's when a lot of NBA fans start yeah. to watch I mean it, and it'll learn more it'll about even have college to basketball, like but now sports related. Like that's just anything not in general is just like like totally like I mean, restaurants, you can't even, like, go over there and, uh, you know, you got to yeah. pick up food, like, all of that stuff. I mean, Slen knows what I'm talking about with his, with his Uber Eats. It's a struggle, man. It's a yeah. struggle. But, yeah, it's, it's definitely, like – and then, you know, it's definitely, like, a struggle right now. But – and then you have, you know, obviously, you know, what are your thoughts on, you know, the future, I guess, of the NBA and, you know, what they're going to do, you know, come – you know, for, you know, this upcoming season and then, you know, next upcoming season, because obviously they got to play a little bit of, or, I mean, obviously if they, you know, go on with the season, then they got to, you know, play a little bit of catch up like next season, you you would suppose. And then, you know, if they, if they totally cancel it, then, you know, obviously you go normal next season, but, you know, how, what's your opinion on like how this will affect the NBA moving forward? Yeah, well, they can do a lot of things. I mean, like you just said, they could finish this season and then maybe have, like, a shortened season next season that starts, like, in January. But it's obviously not going to be the same unless they just cancel this whole season or if they make the off season like, super short. Like, the season ends, the draft is a few days later, free agency starts a few days later, and you try to get into the next season as fast as you can. But that's obviously not realistic, so... It's going to have implications on the NBA probably for almost – it could be forever based on, like, when the season starts. I agree. Like, how about, a, like, a permanent move of, like, a, a bunch you know, like you just said, that. free agency. Like, how about if it's moved, like, permanently, you know, maybe to a later date, like, August per se, you know? Like, yeah, so I, I agree. I think yeah, it definitely like August has implications first, for instead of June 30th, you know, not only the whatever. near future, but – you know, for years to come. Um, 
let's get into some some heat talk. Um, you know, because I know you know the season's uh, you know postponed and and whatnot, and we'll see what happens down the line here. But uh, you know, obviously, we could still talk about you know the NBA. I know you follow two teams. Uh, you know, we've discussed this before. One of those teams is contending, um, and we all support them. And then you have another team that you support where it's not looking. Uh, you know, the best, which we'll get into them in a little bit. But I want to start off with the Heat first. Who, um, my first question to you is, you know, what's, who on that team has been the most, uh, you know, surprising to you um, in terms of their jump, um, you know, I guess this season, or, you know, you look at the rookies, you know, um, you know, their first season coming out, who has like been uh, the most surprising player on that team for you? Most surprising, I feel like, is probably Kendrick Nunn. Like, we did not know who he was, really. I mean, he's a 24-year-old rookie. We're like, okay. He started day one, so we're like, okay, he should be good. And he was, like, amazing to start the season. He was averaging, like, 19 or 20 a game for the first, like, 15, 20 games. And people were saying he might even be rookie of the year over Jaw. But Mm -hmm. he's probably the most surprising. But the biggest jump is... Bam, I think, easily. I mean, also, Derek Jones Jr. has had a big jump, but Bam is my pick for MIP. Even, like, no bias, I think he's the best candidate because Brandon Ingram got less touches with Zion coming back, and then Devontae Graham's shooting just got worse and worse as the season went on, even though he was better at the end of the year. But I think Bam's the most improved player. Just everything improved. Yeah. Defense, his mid-range, his ball handling. He's, yeah. He plays like a I, point I, guard I mean, at times. I agree with every, I everything think, you said. Yeah. Just to touch up on Bam a little bit, like, how many how many big men can you see today, like, at a 6'9", you know, obviously, uh, you know, frame and just what he's able to do on the court, uh, you know, and a lot of people, you know, talk about a rim-protecting center. He does that. Not only does he do that, but he, you know, his mobility is good. He's able to you know, bring up the ball, you know, up the court and, uh, you know, run the offense from a, you know, how many big men can do that. So it's kind of just a, a real, um, you know, great thing to see that, you know, and you got to give it up to, you know, the heat scouting department, like they did a great job, you know, picking him out because, you know, if you look at back at that draft, like, I mean, I'm not really seeing us. I mean, he wasn't even on our radar. I mean, we have like a guy like, uh, I think maybe a guy like Zach Collins in that draft who we were thinking about taking, taking, um, you know, over a guy like Bam or, you know, someone else of that matter. So I just think it's, you know, I think, uh, I think we might have John Collins, which obviously he's a great player too, but, um, you know, just to see, you know, the, the scouting, um, you know, pay off from the heat um, and a guy like that, you know, and, and making his first um, all-star, you know, debut you know this past uh you know february is, is great to see i want to ask you as well because i have an i have an opinion about and i i'm not sure if it's a bold opinion or not um i'm sure it's a pretty valid opinion but you know d wade obviously leaves in you know uh last season right and so you know he he goes out one last dance and whatnot but you know, it seems to me as if, and obviously it was really apparent um, when people were talking about it that, you know, Miami needed a closer, like in the fourth quarter. And you obviously have a guy who fits the heat culture in Jimmy Butler, who, 
you know, comes in and, and he hits some really big shots for a team like the 76ers last season, right? So, uh, you know, he comes in, and I haven't really been too impressed with what he's been able to do down the clutch. He's, he misses free throws here and there. And quite honestly, I'm more confident in a guy like Tyler Hero taking the last shot. What's your opinion on, you know, who should be that clutch factor for, you know, for Miami? Like, who, who should the Heat give the ball to? I mean, it's been pretty apparent to me that it's been Hero, but what's your opinion? I honestly might agree with that. Uh, Butler was, like, you could argue he was the most clutch player in the league last year. And he was, like you said, he was supposed to be our closer this year with Wade leaving. But, yeah, I mean, missing yeah. free throws. You, I don't know if you guys remember this, but that yeah. overtime game against the Sixers where, like, Simmons mm-hmm. got the crazy finish or whatever at the end. If he made his free throws, that never goes to overtime. I mean, we still won anyway because, like you said, Hero hit that crazy three. But, yeah, he's been disappointing, especially yeah, in the th- I mean that for yeah. us. He should – Definitely be better. I mean, yeah. Hero, I mean, yeah, it might be Hero because he's shown that he's extremely confident. He's not yeah, like, scared I mean, to take that last shot at all, despite only being, what, 19 like or 20? Confidence 20, from a young player like that. Um, and then, you know, I, I that's the only problem with me and Jimmy. Like, that's really the only problem. Outside of that, I think he's done a great job of fitting in. And I think the Heat culture, like, sort of just um, – I kind of feel like he's just a guy that, you know, you you place him in a situation like the the heat and he thrives in. I mean, he doesn't really have to I mean, of course he you know, he gets up early to work and, you know, and whatnot, but it's sort of it's easy for him to get accustomed to an environment like the heat and and that's really the only the only problem I have. Outside of that, he's done a great job, I think. Go ahead, Simon. Uh honestly, I'm gonna yeah. say even though I love Tyler Hill and I think he is the best, uh, I think I wouldn't be surprised if I saw Duncan Robinson start taking those shots. I was thinking man, that, yeah. Man, that, that kid can shoot. Like, we got lucky. Like, I'm not going to lie, Butler, yeah. the, the Butler act was, uh, acquisition, I didn't really like all that much. Because, like, you know, I didn't expect everyone to make a jump like they did. Like, I didn't expect none to pop off. I didn't expect Hero to pop off. Uh <laughs> Excuse me, but uh, I didn't expect any of them to pop off the way they did. But the fact that it did happen like that, and the fact that we are now like a playoff team with all the assets we have, and keep in mind, we didn't really have a you know a favorable first round pick. We have like you know almost damn near end of lottery picks, and even like you know. Yeah, 13, 10 with Justice Winslow, or was that 9? I think it was one of the two. Yeah, number but 13. It was 10, 10, yeah. It was 10. So mm-hmm. we managed to build a solid 10, team out of picks that weren't really, you know, favorable to us. But, you know, I've at least <laughs> I'm happy with where we're at now, and I don't regret the Butler decision as much as I think I did because I was thinking he was going to stop our progress as a young team. But I'm happy with it, and we're a playoff team with very high, like, you know, a very high ceiling. So I'm liking it. I'm liking our future a lot. Yeah. I I mean, I agree with everything that was said. Um, I mean, obviously, we're not going to be able to see 
you know, this Heat team, you know, you know, I mean, it obviously depends what happens, but, you know, I'd like to see us, um, you know, obviously us as a team, you know, finish out this season, um, you know, compared to the other, uh, you know, 30-something 30 30 teams. But, you know, as far as, you know, us, I think that, you know, it's, it's kind of robbery um, if we're not able to finish out the season because I think we've exceeded a lot of expectations. And I, you know, obviously we, you know, going, you know, not um, obviously finishing out the season and ending the stretch that we did, um, it wasn't the best on that stretch. Um, and obviously we, our start was better than our finish for sure. But I think that uh, we deserve to, you know, finish out that season. Um, and obviously what happens is, you know, what happens. But, yeah, um, obviously we're kind of getting a little um, – you know, a little bit, uh, I guess, um, on the, the longer end of, of time here. So I wanted to, uh, you know, not to, not to cut the, the heat segment short, but, uh, I think we should give some, uh, you know, recognition to the other team, the Chicago Bulls that you, um, you know, obviously are a fan of, uh, you know, what's your, you know, obviously you, you guys are in a tough situation. Um, you know, what would you say, uh, and I, I have a sneaking suspicion on where you're going to go with this, but what would you say is like the, the main factor of, of you guys not of, of the Chicago Bulls not being where they want to be at? Yeah. <laughs> Jim Boylan. He's got to go. But I think with the way that we're actually going right now, like with our front office, it can only get better. And I feel like he's, gonna get fired I want us to pick up Kenny Atkinson because he showed we could, what he could do with like a young core like with the net and we're in a pretty similar situation that he was in when he got in Brooklyn so I mean I feel like he's a good fit for the team and I hope that we get him because Boylan I mean I had hopes that we could possibly be the eighth seed this year and I feel confident saying if we didn't have Boylan we could be the eighth seed because the eighth seed and seventh seed in the East, mm-hmm. Magic and the Nets right now, I want to say they're not good at all. And I feel like if we didn't have Boylan, we could be there because I expected yeah. us to be way better. Yeah, than for sure. Those uh, I mean, like I said, right I had a, not way better, you know, but sneaking suspicion better. where you were going with that question. Um, as, you know, a lot of Bulls fans have a problem with Boylan. Um, but I think another great question is, do you, I mean, obviously, you know, on paper speaks a little bit differently, but do you see the Bulls as the worst team in the East or do you see another team as the worst team in the East? By. On paper or by performance. Like, okay. I mean, either way, oh. I think that the Knicks are worse than us. On paper, you might say that the Hawks yeah. are better than us. And then. But and then who like because obviously there. there's a you know not the best um, upcoming draft class that we've had but still some pretty good prospects um, and you voiced your opinion about um, Denny um, from uh, you know obviously uh, he's from Israel um, great international player and whatnot um, then you have you know obviously the the you know the notables like Anthony Edwards James Wiseman etc Lamelo Ball. Uh, Cole Anthony, you know, goes down the line. But who who are you looking um, for? Let's go for fit. You know, who who are you looking for um, to for realistically for the the Bulls to draft um, uh, in that in that twenty twenty draft when it comes?
we're probably mm-hmm. going to have seven again because we Kobe. have that like mm-hmm. every year for the past three years, I right. think. Yeah, three years. So Lowry and Kobe, yeah. Um, I feel like we should target a small forward for sure if, if one is there, either if it's Denny or Isaac Okoro. One of them because I feel like I feel like Zach will eventually be traded, but that's not – we don't have to take a shooting guard right now. So I feel like we have Kobe, Zach, Wendell, Lowry, and Daniel Gaffer as the main parts of our future. And obviously that's missing a small forward. So I feel like that's the biggest thing that we need, whether it's Okoro mm-hmm. or Denny. I feel like both of them fit either way. So I would probably prefer Okoro because I feel like we could be really good defensively and he could add to that with – Wendell, if we re-sign Chris Dunn, uh, even Gafford, I feel like we could be special defensively down the line. But either one, I feel like, would be good. I feel like the Hawks might end up taking one of those two. But I don't see any other team. Like the Knicks, why would they take a wing? They just took R.J. Barrett. Yeah, I don't see any other team really taking one of those two before us if we stay at seven. I mean, you really need, like, a solid point guard and just another wing. With uh, will be. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really know if Kobe and Zach can like fit next to each other down the line because they're pretty similar players, both not that good defensively. Sorry. Score first. We really need a playmaker. We were hoping that Tomas Sadoransky could be that, but he obviously hasn't. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I was going to ask you about, uh, you know, what's a couple of things you would do as GM, but I, I think you kind of already really laid that out um, pretty well. Um, and then, you know, I, I mean, for me, I was pretty like, I think, I think Zach Levine's like a really good player. I mean, obviously he's in, you know, a, a tough situation and, you know, he's not only a dunker, he can do so many different other things. Right. So like, you know, I think that, and I, I mean, to me, I was pretty surprised when the bulls offered him. Cause I think, uh, they had a match and offer sheet. Yeah, I believe um, so. If I'm, if I stand correct with that, uh, uh, I think they had the match and offer right? sheet. What happened? Mistaken. Yeah, they had to match an offer yeah. sheet. I think it was, yeah, with, I think the it was with the Kings. I don't know. CS is more of a. Yeah, the Kings sound right. Yeah. I think I don't remember for sure, but that sounds okay, about so right. Yeah, they offered him like a crazy, like his contract right now is like, I want to say four year eighty something. Sixteen. Yeah, it's like 16 or 17 yeah. million. Yeah, so it's like 16 to 20. You know, obviously with like a contract like that, you know, people are going to, you know, question, uh, you know, is he rightly rated? Is he underrated? Is he overrated? What's your opinion on Zach Levine? you think he's rightly rated, underrated, overrated? What do you think? I think offensively, Zach Levine's amazing and he could be underrated there, though I feel like people don't consider him a dunker anymore defensively is where he's bad. People overrate him there. Like he's way worse than people think watching the games on ball. He's okay, but off ball, he's horrible. Like there was a game, I forget who it was against earlier this year, but it was close. And then they just got like a dunk at the end of the game to basically win the game because Zach Levine wasn't paying attention off ball. But I think if he can correct his defense and get just like so light, slightly below average, he's going to have a lot of value because of how good he is offensively aside for playmaking, which he could definitely work on. So would you say right now he's rightly, rightly rated? 
right now, I feel like he's overrated, though, because okay. people are trying to say he's an all-star, but I don't – his overall game's overrated, I feel like, because his defense outweighs the offense, I feel like, as a negative. And we really – I mean, our offense is worse when he's off, but our defense is so much better. So, like, his impact, at least his on-off numbers, say that he helps us by, like, a point or two per 100 possessions. So, okay, I feel so like he's overrated. Okay, so, but if, if, if you're the GM of the team of the Bulls, would you say that he's the first one that you guys should trade, or are you guys looking elsewhere? I don't think right now he's the one we want to trade. I think right now, if we want to make moves this offseason, like trading – that young or maybe even Otto Porter or Sedaransky just to get cap and see if we want to make any free agency acquisitions this summer because Dado and that young have both been pretty disappointing for us. So maybe just move on and get new and cheaper free agents could be the move as of right now for trades. Yeah. So uh, what about Lori Market? Because even though he is one of your young stars, he's one of the bright spots of the team. This season, specifically, he has not been doing well. Do you attribute it to just marking him himself? Do you, like, attribute it to Jim Boylan and his terrible coaching? Like, what do you think has marked him in this slump? Because last season, he was amazing. And he wasn't really doing as bad as he's doing now. So what's kind of – what do you think about this, per se? Yeah, like you said, I feel like part of it's on Markkinen. He could definitely be more aggressive, especially, like, driving. I mean, he has a, still has a pretty good amount of gravity towards the three-point line. So if he can just get off the dribble, work on that, that would open up his game a lot. I feel like it's also Boylan. Boylan doesn't know how to use him. I mean, at times, Boylan literally uses him as a spot-up shooter when he could be so much more. I feel like... Uh, his potential could be the highest on the Bulls because of like, he's a seven foot. I mean, he could be like one of the best three point shooters in the NBA. I feel like still, I still have hope in him, but I feel like with Boylan, hopefully gone next season, he could be, he could hopefully get back on track. Yeah. I think it's a good point um, about marketing and whatnot. And look, we've touched up on a lot of, uh, you know, different uh, players, not only on the Heat roster, but also on the Bulls roster. I think it's a, a great overview of both teams um, that, you know, we've talked about here. Uh, one last question before, and obviously we let you go here, but, um, you know, obviously you've the Heat and the Bulls have both had, you know, great players uh, throughout their history. You know, uh, the Bulls with obviously MJ, Pippen, Rodman, uh, et cetera, goes down the line, D-Rose, MVP D-Rose, uh, and then the Heat with, uh, you know, LeBron, D-Wade, uh, CB, uh, you know, and obviously uh, a, a player like Shaquille O'Neal, which wasn't exactly in his prime but uh, when he was with the Heat, but, you know, still a pretty solid player. Um, but obviously both, both these teams have had, you know, uh, very, um, you know, I guess um, – great players on their teams. Uh, what would you say, if you had to make a starting lineup of all-time Bulls and all-time Heat, I know I, it's probably a difficult question to answer. It would be difficult for me. But who are you going with? You don't have to go uh, specific That's a years, good I question. Guess, but... um, point guard, I'll go with Wade. 
because yeah. both are lacking point guards aside oh. from D Rose. But no, because I want to have Jordan too, so I want to have both of them. He's mm-hmm. my all-time favorite player, so I'll hey. go. Wait, hey, D Wade played point guard early in his. Yeah, exactly. Career, hey, so. no, you're, you're missing. You're missing something here. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you. I am. You can put LeBron missing? at point guard. You can put LeBron at point guard. I mean, I could, you could but totally do that. And Jordan. Oh, you're right. Actually, you could totally do that. I could go small. I could put LeBron at point guard. I'll go Wade at shooting guard. I'll have Jordan at small forward. I'll go. Wait, what were you thinking? Hold on. What are you thinking? Uh, I want to have Wade in there. I mean, I feel like it might not be the best decision, but I'm gonna have I feel him like, in there. I feel like he deserves that. a spot. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> those lobs! Oh my god! And it's then, a tough question though, because you gotta figure out fit, but also you have like, right, iconic yeah. players on both teams, so it's like it's kind of hard to leave one out and not put the other one in. But I mean, for me, I was thinking when I was thinking of it because, um, you know. I had some time to think about, uh, you know, the question. Yeah, I was thinking maybe putting, uh, you know, kind of going small and maybe putting uh, Braun or or a guy like – or maybe go with a guy like Rob at power forward or, uh, you know, put one of those guys at the four. I don't know. I, I Honestly, if I were to make a team, there's two options. You could put LeBron at point guard or you could put Wade at point guard. Yeah. Jordan at shooting guard, LeBron at small forward, and Sean Marion at power forward. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's really mm. good. Well, are we talking all prime or just how they yeah, were on their teams? Because all prime, all prime. All prime. Oh, okay. oh, okay. I'll go. I didn't really mean it as a prime question, but I mean, yeah, if you want to look at primes, then you if can you definitely have make an argument. All primes, yeah, I like that. I like you have Marion at the four, and then obviously Shaq at the five. Yeah. Yeah. Or I mean, hey, listen, Raptors Chris Bosh was a problem. Yeah, I mean, I think he, I think Marion could have provided more versatility though, because that spacing is garbage. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. True. If you take I mean, Raptors Bosh, no, I, I mean, no spacing. I mean, Marion's just one of those players you you stick them on, you know, any team, you know, filled with superstars or whatever, and it's just like you know the. Spacing, just the uh, you know, defense, defense that he everything. brings. Yeah, it's just like just fits anywhere. Like, yeah, it doesn't matter who's. Re- I mean, really, it's like a like a Ron Artest type like presence as well. Like same thing, I'd say. Yeah, you can you can have Stephon Marbury at the point guard, and it's still a good. Fit. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That's crazy, but I mean, there's up for debate. But what what would you say your what what was you gonna say your your starting life was gonna be CS? Probably, I mean, if we're going all prime, I'll have Sean Marion at the four. But if we're going what they were on their teams, I'd go, I'll go Wade at the one, Jordan two, LeBron three, four. I'd probably go Rodman or Bosch, and then There's good options five. Four. Yeah. Five is you could go a lot of ways. You could go Artis Gilmore. You could go Shaq. You could go Alonzo Mourning. Mm-hmm. Well, so I'm, yeah. I'm a big fan of even, Alonzo, man. Even fourteen, Joakim Noah was third in or fourth in MVP. Yeah, yeah true, true. Honestly, yeah. I think we can honestly probably like not people know him, but Ron Tiakli. Oh, 
Yeah. Uh, oh. you mean you talking about uh from the Heat? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, from the Heat. Ron, Ron Ryan Cycli. Yeah, Ron yeah. Cycli. Oh. <laughs> it's you ask any cycling. non-Heat fan and they have no oh. clue who he is. They're like, who? Oh, <laughs> oh man. It was a 90s, Dude, it was, 90s guy, man. It was like, yeah, but still, I, I love I love Ron. I love my Ronald. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. So, oh. anyway, uh, I think we're going on like, I don't even know now. It's probably like, over 70 minutes uh, of this yeah. pod, but I mean, it's been a great um, informational. I mean, the last couple pods we've had have been really great. Um, and obviously having HFS on last, last podcast. And then, um, you know, the guys we've had on before, just really learning a lot. And, you know, not only for us, but, um, you know, for the listeners out there, like really just absorbing a lot. And I know we can't absorb too much right now because of, you know, this coronavirus stuff, but, having this pod as an outlet for like, just, uh, you know, really, uh, giving, you know, another source for, you know, and there's not many sources right now cause you know, there's no basketball, but just really, um, you know, spreading the knowledge around and just, uh, for, you know, for the listeners to, you know, gain some information about, uh, you know, the NBA and whatnot. So, uh, we appreciate your time. See us. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, any last uh-huh. words from you? Also, not really. Thanks for having me, though. Yeah, no problem. So, uh, hey, shout out to uh, the the Fadeaway Podcast coming back for a season two. Oh, yeah. I want to give that little shout out. Yeah, I first started my podcast journey. The probably be up there soon as well. So, just a little shout out to my man uh, Dirk Fadeaway. Yep, shout out to DFA coming back at it with season two of the Fadeaway uh, Legendary Pod. Uh, in the making there, or it's already in the making, but, you know, coming back at it um, with season two. So shout out DFA, but yeah, it's going to do it Um, again. Thank you, CS, you know, another successful episode in the books and that's it for episode eight of the Hardwood Amino podcast. It's been snakes, Slen, CS, we're out guys. Peace. Ah!